This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I like this one. I don't know what the hell Boyle's hey, doing here. You've had nothing but complaints. These you, songs stink, your dude. Your music, I mean, music is subjective, so I can't right. say that musical taste is terrible. Sorry, but it's it, not Eminem every come, you know, coming not, back every time. It's not eclectic at all. How like about something that happened in the last hate? 30 years? For good, yeah, good to say. I mean, oh, my listen, God. I bet you our next guest likes it. He has musical taste. He's, Mary uh, <laughs> Buckmas, BT. Yeah, Buckmas in February. We love this guy. He's been on the scene since the early 90s with the Yankees, of course, until... Uh, Last year with the Mets, uh, just a wonderful baseball story. Four-time manager of the year, 1,700-plus wins, and uh, one of the brilliant tacticians. We truly are big fans. Looking forward to having a good conversation. Buck Show author, Buck, it's BT and Sal. How are you today, sir? What's happening? Welcome to our show. What's up, man? I'm still fooling them. Did you guys watch your Grammys? Yeah, a little bit. Well, my daughter, who's seven, loves Taylor. So, uh, yeah, I got yeah. duped into a little bit. How about, how about yourself? What's not the like? No, I, uh, I was traveling. And so my wife taped it, so we got to uh, fast forward to the parts that uh, didn't make much sense. Yeah, although there's a lot of those on, on some of these shows here. Did you get to but see? But the music was great. Did you see Tracy Chapman? I did. I used to love that car, too. Uh, that song, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Buck talking music out of the shoot. Did you see Billy Joel play his new hit? I did. Okay. I did. All right. So Buck is uh, up to speed on music, and Buck sounds like he's ready to go. You know what I noticed about the Grammys, Buck? Taylor uh, Taylor Swift didn't have her boyfriend there. Travis Kelsey was sitting. Somehow she well, flies. not be. She flies. Well, yeah. She, she to, come on, Buck. She flies around the country to see him. I mean, she went to Buffalo, which is maybe the worst place on earth, and he can't go to the Grammys for a few hours? He's working. He's working. Thank if you're you. his teammate or his coach or a fan of their football team, where do you want him right now? Yeah. I oh, don't well, now you bend over no, because well, Buck says it, that uh, you were wrong. Come on, I'm man. Not say, I'm not saying Buck's wrong. However, yes, from the sports aspect of it. But, Buck, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about relationships here. I mean, you know, if he wants to marry this girl, I think he should have supported hey, her. You better get your priorities in order. We're yeah. talking about a Super Bowl here. <laughs> that is right. That is absolutely right, So, Buck. Super Bowl greater than relationship. All right. I respect no, no, it. No, no, no. You know, yeah. don't, uh, don't get me started. We're not going to attribute the, that to you. Don't worry. So, Buck, we got a lot of things to roll by here. We're looking forward to a nice conversation. And we started with the Yankees, right? Obviously, a lot of Met things, too. But the Yankees, to me... I'm disappointed, and I thought they were going all in. Now, I am thankful for Soto. He's amazing. Judge that 2-3 or 3-4 combo, however they actually stack him. I think it'll be Soto 2 and then Judge 3. I think that's what it should be. Uh, they're going to be prolific. We know that. Verdugo's an upgrade. You got Garrett Cole. But it just seemed like they were going all in. 
and it doesn't seem like they're going all in. How would you how would you rate or how would you uh analyze the Yankees offseason this year after a very disappointing 2023? Well, I think they were very competitive last year. I think they're going to get another chance. I, I still like the rotation. There's a lot of teams, you know, oh gosh, we got to sign Rodon. Well, they did. He just happened to be hurt some. Uh, Stroman is a guy that uh, has got a real talented hand and likes pitching in that environment, I think. And, I, and you look at a rotation of Cole and Rodon and Stroman and maybe what, Schmidt and maybe Cortese, that, that's a uh, a lot of people would kill for that rotation. Uh, the guy that they added that I think went under the radar that I really like is uh, Grisham, Trent Grisham. Hmm. He's probably one of the best top three center fielders in the league, in the National League. I, I was really impressed. This guy can really go get the ball. And he'll figure out a way to get in the picture just by what he brings every day. Hope he's going to be a year better. Some of those those guys graduate. And he's got, you know, I, I just think uh, – They've added some some good pieces. Their bullpen, I think, is, is going to be solid again. And um, I think the health of Rodon is going to be uh, big. If he can uh, get where he's capable of getting, that, that's going to be a good club again. One uh, you know, know. Defensively, I, I think they're going to be improved a little bit too. Yeah, I got to say, Buck, I hate the idea of, of Trent Grisham's name even being brought up, especially from you, the damn Padres, a couple years ago. But back to the Yankees for a second. You mentioned Grisham in the outfield. How about Judge? Would you worry about Judge? He's going to be playing center field here to start the year until Dominguez could come back. The, the main priority has to be keeping a guy like that healthy. Would you worry about the wear and tear on Judge in center field? Well, I think, you know, first of all, I'm going to let uh, Aaron and, and uh, Cash handle that. They know him better than I do. They wouldn't do something like that if, if, if they didn't feel confident about it. I think that's why Grissom's here to, to give him some time there. You know, it's very, it's good for a manager having a team and an outfield that you can move around on a given day. You know, Soto might DH one day, Stanton's capable of going out there. You know, they've got a lot of interchangeable pieces, and Verdugo fits into that mix too. Uh, nobody's ever questioned the talent level he brings. So I just think they've got a lot of interchangeable parts in the outfield, and Aaron will certainly figure out how they fit. You know, Buck, one of the things, I was looking at Buck Showalter, BT and Sal on the fan, one of the things that the Yankees got away from, and it's 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 bothered me, they, and one of their great things is that they are very corporate, and, and that could be a positive. And then there's other times when it's not. You know, you need some live wires. You know, like when Daryl was here with the Yankees, O'Neal slamming coolers. I know it's a different generation of players. I get that. But you need a couple of guys who are a little unpredictable, and somebody like Verdugo and somebody like Stroman with their, their energy and their – their on-field dynamics. I, I, I think the, the Yankees became too boring and almost too programmed, and those guys will add a little much-needed much juice, kind of wake things up a little bit, Buck. Well, I know people around the league probably think that there's a, people are spoiled a little bit by their success over the years with the one, wins and losses, but at the same time, I know there's only really one way you're evaluated in New York if you're the last team standing. They're certainly not going to be boring. I can tell you that. I think they're going to uh, bring a lot of different personalities to the table, and Aaron and his staff are good at that. I uh, at handling that. I think Brian's got a lot of a lot of confidence in them. But uh, you know, talented guys work in New York. It works when you perform. It it all works. If you don't perform, uh, it doesn't work. And who's got a problem with that? That's kind of why we get up in the morning. It's, I used to tell the players, you know. We control all the narrative. We, it, they're not controlling it. We control it. You know, play better and things work out. It's real simple. You control it. And it may not be for everybody, 
but it, there's a great reward for it if you can handle it. And you've done it certainly with both teams here in town, whether it be with the Yankees and obviously with the Mets a couple of years ago, BT and Sal on the fan talking with Buck Showalter. You know, with the Yankees, Buck, it's different expectations going into the year, even though we felt maybe they didn't do enough this offseason as far as all in. They still have a team that could compete for a World Series. The Mets, a team you you know just were with here managing them the last couple of years, they are not. This is kind of a step back here. My question with this team is the core. You were there for this. You won 101 games with this ball club uh, You know, two years ago. Obviously, it didn't go the way that everybody had hoped last year for a variety of reasons. What do you think of the core of this New York Mets team? Oh, I think they're underestimating what they're uh, – I think down deep, everybody's trying to be the last team standing. They've got a lot of things going for them in that they're going to get Edwin Diaz back. Uh, you know, there's certain things you remember in your life – uh, what was going on at the time. I remember getting the text message from uh, Brandon Nimmo. I was going to bed because we get up early in spring training. I said, are you watching this when Edwin went down? Uh, and then, you know, we played, what, two-thirds of the year? They're going to have Quintana back. He was – that was a huge loss for us. And now they've added, what, Manea And, and they're going to have Singa for a whole year knowing exactly what he's capable of. Severino's got a chance to pop. And you're going to get Marte back, the guy that hit second and – plays good defense. I mean, those are some big additions, and I like uh, what they've done with the coaching staff. And uh, they got some good young players coming. Uh, Wendell was a good uh, good addition. You know, Beatty and Bentos and Alvarez are a year older, a year wiser. Um, I wouldn't – I think they're in a good place. I really do. And there's some things you can hit. Having Quintana and Edwin Diaz and, and um, of course, Marte back all year is huge. You know, Buck, I like what you just did there, and it, it's sincere. You said you like what they did with the coaching staff. Well, so, I, I love uh, John Gibbons as a bench coach. That's a great move. Mike Sarbaugh, the third base coach, I saw him back in Kinston years ago. I thought he was going to be a star, and, and I love what Carlos brings. I mean, he's got a great reputation. He's very calm and sincere, and it'll play well. Uh, he knows the game. I love his path. He's followed a great path of experience to get uh, – this opportunity, and guys like him should get an opportunity. Yeah, but I, I, just to complete the thought from before, I it, it's impressive for you to be able to say that so shortly after the way it ended. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's noble. Uh, I Quite frankly, I'm not sure that I'd be able to wax poetic about, you know, somebody that I wouldn't I wouldn't diss them, but I, I might just uh, like not to talk about them because a lot of Mets fans didn't like the way you were treated at the end. And I'm a Yankee guy, but I'm sitting there saying – Buck deserves better than the way this is going down. So you well, apparently you've forgotten, like you've moved on. You're okay. You know, life's too short, guys. You know, I don't want to be the angry old guy on the front porch screaming at the kids. You know, I've I learned things. There's a lot of good people there that uh, you know I think David will take advantage of. He's brought in some some good people, and um, you know, there's there's room for everybody at the at the trough, so to speak. I, you know, these guys that are trying to promote themselves by somebody else's failures. You know, I learned a long time ago, you take what job is given to you, you grind the heck out of it, and don't worry about your title or where it may lead, and you might be surprised where it leads. Just do the job you're hired to do as well as you can do it. They got Eric Chavez back as a hitting coach. Yep. Now we know and that, you know, and they kept, uh, you know, and Jeremy's there too. Um, so it's a good group. It's a good group, and uh, um, I'm pulling for them. I'm pulling for both teams, and New York always have, except when they play us. 
You know, I, I agree with you, Buck, as far as what the Mets have done with their staff. I think it's nice. However, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger voice in this town that was more supportive of the hiring of you, you know, the whole Mary Buckmas thing, and there was a reason behind it, because you're a legit manager. And, you know, now I know the way the game is going with these data applicators, as I like to call them, guys that are, you know, being influenced by the front office or guys that maybe don't have enough experience or as much experience as you did but you didn't really get a chance to finish the story here. One year, very good. One year, not so good. I would have liked to see you get an opportunity here in a third year and see what you could do. Did you get the chance to talk to David Stern to potentially be back for that third year? I talked to Dave, what, I think two or three days after, uh, I think it was a couple of days after his press conference. And that, that's as much my fault as his. We were both moving around a lot. He had obviously a lot going on. And I've heard good stuff about him. And, you know, things i don't confuse um you know he wants his own people i understand that you know there's billy epler wanted his people i mean the next guy's going to want people that they're comfortable with and know and do i think i could you know we all want to think that we could could do the job as well and, and get an opportunity but that's that's not it doesn't always work out the way you hope and wish it would uh-huh. you don't sit there and overanalyze it you just you know try to you know, be a voice of reason and try to understand. There are a lot of things I don't understand, but it's it's not up to me. And I, I have a lot of respect for Steve Cohen and his family. Treated me and my family great. And the Mets fans are in good hands, and they'll 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 get it going again. Especially with these people coming back from the injured list, uh, they'll be able to put their best foot forward. Having Edwin back is huge. That's big. Uh, he's he's absolutely. Buck, what do you what do you think? You know, I dubbed it. Not only did I come up with Mary Buckman's, I came up with a worthless baseball classic last year. I, I, what do you think of the World Baseball Classic? Well, I'm a little biased. You know, I we lost Edwin. I mean, that was that was a killer. You know, I tried to put on a good face, but you know, David Robertson did a good job uh, for us, and you know, Adam Adebayo, who I came to really respect, is did the job for us too. Brooks Raley, we pieced it together. But you know, you subtract from something, it makes something else less less good, so to speak. And we had to add those guys at the end of the game. So I just think having uh, – I like what they've done in their bullpen too. But uh, the WBC serves a purpose globally. Uh, and I'm sure – you know, I've been to Dominican. I've been to Venezuela. I've been to Mexico. I've been to, you know, these countries. And I know how much it means to them. And I know how uh, the cultures just – so it's important that we know that we're not alone on this earth. And this, yep. this baseball game – is is global and we want to keep growing it we have a responsibility to to the game to, and I, i'm sure that's what the commissioner and everybody has in mind so i try not to question the things i don't understand you know any any fool can take something that and, and make it complicated it takes real you know a smart guy to make something that's complicated simple and that's really what coaching is you try to take something complicated and make it simple yeah that's good stuff. We're talking about Buck Showalter, of course, uh, former Mets skipper. Started with the Yankees all the way back in the day as the Yankees were beginning their renaissance. And, you know, Buck was uh, right in the middle of all that. It's just an amazing baseball life. He's with us here, BT and Sound on the fan. All right, you mentioned before, you mentioned Billy Epler's name. Can you explain to us how it works modern day? Because, you know, growing up, you know, I'm sure Billy Martin had a rough night at the bar. He gets to the clubhouse whenever he gets there fires back nine or ten cigarettes, and he writes out the lineup card. It's very different now. Did you, and I'm, I'm so curious about this because everybody's guessing, you go to the ballpark, was it solely, hey, this is what I, of course you have information, 
But was it 100% you? Was there collaboration with Billy? How does it work constructing the lineup modern baseball? Well, you know, I, I spoke to Billy three or four times a day. I mean, we we uh, had a great line of communication. I'm sure uh, Carlos and, and uh, David or whoever may be in the in the line of conversation, we had a lot of input. But at the end of the day, we, we made the lineup and, and we went with it. it there's certain things that – what's the real expression? Be careful about telling truths that hurt innocent people. You know, there's certain things you wear as a manager. As you look – if you looked up the definition of a manager – you know, you, you have to wear certain things, and that's just part of your job description. Where you talk to the media twice a day for what seven months? I yeah. mean, it's football coaches chuckle at us. Whether they do talk to them on Monday, maybe. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, I, it's 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 part of the job description now, and you better be decent at it, and you have to have respect. I, one a piece of advice: I never listened to a broadcast. I never listened. I read articles as I went down there every day. I turned to. Ethan Wilson, who's great at what he does there, the PR director, said anything I need to know about. I just didn't want to be ambushed. And mm-hmm. in order to interact with people every day, if, if you're going to read and listen to every little thing said or written, you're going to have a problem. The problem now is with the different lines of... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Of, uh, communication so to speak um there's just so many things families and wives and kids everybody's exposed to and sometimes by the player by the time the player gets to the ballpark he's been made aware of all this that's why you know i used to get up from my office and people in there said hey i gotta go walk the locker room i just walk the locker room two or three times a day you need to to interact with the players and find out what's going on with them every day because that's what it's about it's about the players and it's about the fans and if you ever lose sight of that as a manager or coach yep because we're all replaceable. Very quickly, they'll mourn you for five minutes, and they're going to wonder who the next guy is coming in. So you know how it goes. Keep in mind yeah. where you are yep. on the food chain. Yeah, but just to be clear, Buck, because you say you know sometimes you have to wear it as the manager when you say no. There may be something with an injury or something that's going on. Uh, okay. Why a guy well, could I, perform or I, didn't? But you know, but I was given you know I, I made lineups out. We had input from a lot of people. You know, as much as they think things, we confuse change with a lack of respect for tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're doing things back in the early '90s on base percentage. Nowadays, we just have different ways to evaluate and be more accurate. And okay. yeah, you know, I told everybody, come on in, bring everything you got in here, and let's talk about it. Tell me what it tells us, and then tell me what it doesn't. What if, tell what us. if the numbers are telling you something that that you don't agree with? Who's who's going to get final say on that? Because that's a tricky spot. But sometimes you got to still go with the gut, which you do. Well, yeah, I, I think that's that's part of uh, you know managing and coaching a game that has a heartbeat you know there's i know that uh you know something's happened in their life that may not make them the best player that day i know there's there's just ebbs and flows to the season there are times when you feel like you may not ever win another game there's times when you feel like you may not ever lose another game so you stretch out the good times and shorten the bad times and try to be consistent through it the players behind closed doors you can have emotions but once you leave that, that that uh that door, you know, you got to be a consistent figure for the players. They got to know what's coming, what reaction, and how you want to play the game. And 
And sometimes you don't have the pieces to play it like you want to play it, but it doesn't mean the game's going to stop and anybody's going to feel sorry for you. Other teams are trying to beat your brains out. These are the best 30 teams in the world. Yeah. So it's a competitive place. There's a fine line between – that's why payrolls don't always equal wins. Oh, unfortunately, especially <laughs> last year. BT and Sal on the fan talking with Buck Showalter. I, I know the, the game has evolved, and I talk about Terry. I talk about this all the time with Terry Collins. You know, mm-hmm. the, the old school guys are kind of being phased out a little bit, although, Buck, there's still a place for it where you've seen in recent years Dusty Baker have success, Bruce Bochy a year ago. God, that's what's so frustrating to me. I still believe in Bruce Bochy, in Dusty Baker, in Buck Showalter, but it seems the sport – is does not anymore. Do you still think well, that there's yeah, – go ahead. Well, look how, look how long Ron Washington set out. Yeah, I mean, that's he, true. What, 70? I mean, Ronnie, Ronnie's got a lot to offer. Watch the energy those guys play with out there. He just – there's a real sincerity there, but they also understand the failings and, and, you know, how you handle those things. Being able to handle those things. And, you know, Bruce was such a calm hand when they were scuffling. I remember talking to Chris Young when they came to New York they were going through a really tough patch, but uh, I'd, I'd managed Chris when he pitched in, uh, in Texas. Uh, he's a great general manager. He, he's, he's perfect for their situation. But, uh, you know, he had a lot of confidence and faith in, in Bruce's uh, calming influence, and it really worked out for him. You know, Buck, one thing, and this is probably what I couldn't wait to ask you most. I have no idea how you're going to answer this. I think this was a big piece of conversation for me and Sal and fans, quite frankly, last year. So. I, I know you didn't have the horses. Don't even comment on that. Guys went down. You guys were playing from behind. It was a tough spot. You did what you could do. Understood. Respect that. What I did not understand is your best player just keeps getting drilled. Drilled, drilled, drilled. Now, if you have to walk up to a pitcher and say, hey, you better do something, that pitcher probably doesn't have the stones to do it. Like, you should kind of know. But nobody defended Pete Alonso, And I, I think Met fans need to know why. Yeah, I, I understand what the, you know, you as a manager, I've stood at home plate when someone has blood coming out and they've been hit with a pitch and someone's gotten over emotional and somebody, you're wondering if somebody's life's in danger. But the same thing happens, you know, to Pete. Nobody's more frustrated about it than me. I went, you know, you'd go back through all of them because you as a manager have to be, okay, let's stop and think about the reality of this situation. And there are times, and we've talked about it, all all year, last two years, in in our pregame meetings and stuff, you know, you have to certainly look at things realistically. Okay, was he intentionally trying to hit him? Then you reach a point where does it matter anymore? You know, it's been happened so much. Yeah. But but what happens? You're the one that's responsible. Are you going to walk in and tell somebody who doesn't know where the ball? Like if Edwin Diaz or whoever, it's a hard road to to, to navigate for a manager because. You know, I don't go up and tell somebody I want you to hit this guy, and then all of a sudden he's supposed to hit him in the the calf or the thigh, and it gets away from him, hits him in the head, and and you're the one responsible for it. You know, you've got to think about the ramifications of your actions. You got to think through it before you just emotionally react. And I got to tell you, there because of the lack of command, the way they've cracked down on the sticky stuff. I think the biggest problem is the command. These guys are throwing the baseball at their chasing velocity all the time. And through it, they've lost a lot of command. Mm-hmm. And you see them getting hit with breaking balls. You see them getting hit with change-ups and everybody gets mad and this and that, whatever. And what is the, the per, what is the intent of the pitcher? Did he really mean it? And if he didn't mean it and it was an accident, what type of action should you take? 
you know. Well, and then yeah. how much? How much is enough? Is enough? You know, we got frustrated so much that at some point, where there was, we got hit one time in Atlanta five times, and none of them were intentional. They were just, they were all just pitches that got, you, you can tell. Yeah, but, but don't you, but, 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 yeah, don't, but don't you think after a while that the optics matter? And listen, you could do, you know, without, without a doubt, okay, it, was, yep. it was frustrating for me, believe me. I thought, P, I thought Pete should have charged the mound. Right, somebody's got to do something. If you don't want to throw a ball, just charge somebody and start throwing haymakers. The guy's 250 pounds. They're taking liberties 20 times a year. They're putting his career in jeopardy. I, I thought he looked soft. Well, Pete's not soft. I know he's not, but I thought he looked soft with that. Pete Pete also thought about the fact he gets suspended five or ten games. But sometimes there's there's an end game. You have to sacrifice things to to get a different mentality, so to speak. But, you know, is it going to change? I think a lot of it's got to do with the way pitching's being taught. I I really do. You're seeing hit by pitches the, the, the rate at what it's at. And, you know, I think uh, the baseball is obviously slick, especially early in the year. And uh, it's an issue. I've always – I'm not one of those guys that complains about things without having a solution. I've always thought they should have a pitching rag just like they've got a hitter's rag, you know, where these guys can grip the baseball. When when it's 40 degrees outside and the wind's blowing, it's like grabbing a watermelon seed and trying to throw it. It's tough on them. But, yeah, there's nobody more frustrated than me and and Pete – uh, knew how valuable he was to the club, and he didn't want to get down on their level. But believe me, Pete, if he ever got his hands on somebody, I'll, uh, I'll take Pete. Last one from me, Buck, and we appreciate the time. BT and Sal on the fan with Buck Showalter. I know you got to run here in, in, a, in a minute or so. You know, off of the heels of that, the most disappointing thing to me about this team that you led the last couple years, not just the core, but the way that they didn't respond after getting swept by Atlanta, losing the division, not getting off the mat in the postseason, and then even last year having a chance still in June in Atlanta, not getting off the mat. To me, that showed a, maybe a weakness with the core group or or lack of having a leader. Nimo, Lindor, Alonzo. Is there a leader, a captain in those out of those three? And if not, why not? Oh, without a doubt. You know, these guys, they, they, they lead through their actions. They lead, you know, I'm, I listen, I hear the things they say every day. And, you know, when you're not pitching well and certain things are, are happening, it, they're not the issue. They're, they're, they're quality human beings and good players. And they care about winning. They care about doing the right thing. You don't have to worry about them off the field. They, uh, they take the responsibility of being a big leaguer very seriously and, they, and they're good citizens. So, I would I would embrace them, be proud of them. I, I don't, you know, the so, leadership's but, not all, always screaming and yelling and and doing things. Sometimes it's just just by your actions. But these guys, first of all, Atlanta guys is real, real good. Yeah, yes, they, they're, they're not yes. they're not good. They're real good, good, and they got better when when they traded for the catcher from Oakland. I yep. said, "Oh, gosh, are you kidding me? That's one of the best best additions anybody made last year under the radar." And they just didn't, you know, one through nine, they they just put a good team on the field. They defended, they pitched, yeah, they threw yeah, out the bullpen. Yeah, but, but you had them, Buck. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, all you had to do was win one game down there. And I know it's not your fault. The pitchers didn't get the job done. The players didn't get the job done. Even with blowing the division, and again, you tied. But then the postseason, there was no response. They didn't rebound. The guys didn't look like the same team that won 101 games. And then the following year, again in Atlanta, with Scherzer and Verlander on the mound, didn't get it done. I know Atlanta's good, but you guys were good too. And that was what's disappointing to me. It kind of crumbled, and I just I never got the feel of the toughness. 
let me tell you, it was disappointing to me too. And it was disappointing <laughs> to the players and because it didn't reflect who they were and what they were cap- capable of. And because we didn't solve that, that's probably why I'm sitting here talking to you. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, another team could hire you. It would be a great hire. Uh, a little TV work coming up? What do, we, what do we got on the agenda here, Buck? I know you're not done talking shop, so what's next for you? Uh, who knows? We're getting close to that time of year where my wife goes, don't you have some place to go? Something, please. Get out of my hair. Yes, get me out no, of here. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a great industry. It's been an honor to be a part of it. Not a day goes by. I don't realize how lucky I am. The Mets were good to me. Uh, they got some good things ahead for them, and the fans should uh, should uh, be ready for it. And, uh, you know, I wish them well. I wish the Yankees well. I'd, I'd love to see them play in the World Series. But, you know, the game has a funny way of uh, – you know, responding and being good to you if you're good to it. I keep telling the guys, it'll let you up off the deck if you just stay true to it. And there's some, there's some times in a season where you don't think the baseball guys are going to let you up, but they will if you just treat people like you'd like to be treated. And the golden rule works good, but yeah. it's not always fair. If you're looking for something fair, you're probably going to enter into the wrong business. Wrong business. Well, that's one of the reasons why you've lasted 22 years. If it ends at 22 as a skipper, it's been, uh, one it's more been round. a hell of a I run. One more round of Buck. Mary Buckmiss, one more round, Buck. <laughs> wherever you tick. go, I follow. Oh, I don't care if it's Anaheim. I don't care where it is, San Diego. <laughs> wherever you go, Buck, I follow. I believe in Buckmiss. What if he takes over for Boone? I'm Ooh. fine with that. Let's go, Yankees. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Buck. He's going to convert, man. You're the man, Buck. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you, Buck. Guys, appreciate you having me. Y'all take care. It's Bye-bye. a pleasure, man. He is, uh, he's, he's just a great one, man. Buck was awesome. Uh, Buck was awesome. You know, I yelled to him one time. I told this story before on the air. I don't know if I told it to you. He came back for the first time in New York with the Diamondbacks. Okay. Uh, I want to say it was their inaugural game with the Mets. Could have been 98. I guess it was, right? Their first year in the league. 98 sounds very right. I was down by the Mets, behind the Mets dugout as a fan, you know, during batting practice. And here comes Buck walking along. And I yell out, hey, Buck! And he turned, you know, because I yelled loud at a good voice. He turns and I go, Yankees suck! And he gave me that smirk like, yeah, they do. You remember they let him go and all that? It was great. Of course, of course. Oh, my God. That was good. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All right, today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Jerry's up in the Bronx. What's going on, Jer? BT, what's happening? Jerry, how are you, pal? Yeah. Jerry! <laughs> well, you guys, you guys make my day. You don't understand. I take my phone when you guys are on the app. Even when I go in the bathroom, I listen to you guys. That's I mean, awesome. uh, it, it's, it's an addiction. I love it. Well, thank it's you. It's great radio. That's all I can tell you. As he flushes the toilet. <laughs> all right, there it is. The short version, yeah. obviously. Had a long chat with Buck. Let's get back to you guys here. Whether it's the Buck stuff, the Yankees not doing quite enough. They told us they were going all in. They haven't. Paul's in Newark. Paul, BT and Sal, what's going on? What's going on, boys? How you been? Really good. What's, what's up, up, Paul? Dude? Uh, awesome, man. What's up, Sal? You guys got to – you're killing me, man. You guys just stop with the Yankees. Have to do this big free agent moves all the time. I ask you a question. During the championship run, what was one – Big free agent that the Yankees signed. Well, they got pitchers. They got pitchers. Who? They Jimmy brought in. Well, first of all, they brought in David Wells. Then they brought in Roger oh. Clemens. B 
Before that, they're burning David Cohn to get everything going. What, are we talking talk about the Yankees? We're ignoring 2009 yeah. or no? Just the I, I'm, I'm just, the just Yankees. working my way out. From 96 okay. to 2001. Right. Basically, there wasn't a really a big free agent that they brought in, really not like the mega ones. It happened after 2002 when Giambi, and then they started piling on with all these free agents. Right, so then why'd they get, so why'd they get Juan Soto then? Like I'm saying. Well, did the, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did the Yankees work. did the Yankees from 96 to 2001 have any stars the caliber of Aaron Judge and Juan Soto? No, they didn't. Okay. And they won. Okay. Right. But, they, but they had those guys. It's, it's totally different. Yeah, you're right. So my point is from 2002 to 9, they spent and spent. And they didn't really amount to anything. You're not, wrong. No, no, you're not wrong with that, although you do overlook the acquisition of Tino because he came over well, to replace Tino Donnie. Was a trade. Well, I know, I, I understand that. He came with Jeff Nelson, I know. But exactly. he also so, was their number four hitter with you know with massive power. And anyway. It's still early. Yeah, it's also still early with these big free agents. None, none of them really uh, signed. Okay. I guess. And, po- and who was the biggest uh, trade that the Yankees made during the spring training? Wasn't it A Rod? Yeah, it's a, it's a while ago, dude. Yeah, I know, but it happened during spring training. Yeah, but My Paul, look is, at this, Paul. Here's what he, Paul, they, they hold on one sec. Yeah. Paul, here's what we're saying. The the Yankees' second best pitcher right now is not reliable or good enough for the Yankees to be thought of as a legitimate World Series team, and that's a problem. No. And what what happens if he has a rebound season? Are you going to eat your words? Yes, not? happily. But right now, he was All awful right. last year, and he looks okay. like he's a misfit so for New York City. So who would you rather have, Bauer or uh, Trevor Bauer? I'd rather have Bauer. I don't blame you. I think we should go for him. Me but too. Yeah, we're going to go after him because it's all bunch of it's PR. They're not going to go after because they don't want to deal with the PR. So they don't right. hold that. Right, but why do you need Bauer, Paul? I mean, they don't need good players, the Yankees, because apparently that's what happened in the dynasty years. They didn't get any good players. Well, think about this, Come on. Sal. Paul, thanks for the call. They're a little bit all over the map, but I I, I know what you're saying, but it's it's not completely applicable. Yeah, they you're not also wrong entirely. They, they drafted and developed in a that's a where it's there. Dynasty Pettit, drafted, core. Jeter drafted. Yeah. Bernie drafted. Yeah. Then you trade but, Roberto Kelly for O'Neill. That helps. Whatever. You bring in Boggs. Right. Charlie Hayes. You know, guys okay. with the ancillary pieces. Here's, here's yeah, I get all, it. Here's what I'll counter. Tim Brains. Did Brian Cashman do that? No. Okay, so there that you go. Bob so, Watson so and it, it has nothing to do with it because it's a different general manager and the sport has changed. You're talking about almost 30 years ago, for goodness sake. Like, I come on. It. So the Yankees don't want to go the extra, extra. And they're spending money, but I'm talking about the extra measure monetarily. They don't want to give up prospects. And, you know, they, they I don't know. It just seems like it's it's a step it's a step short. And that's really been the gist of the show. Frank's up in Yonkers. What's going on, Frankie? What's going on? Hey. What's up, Frank? Hey, I got two I got two moves that the Yankees can win the division and get to the World Series. Go ahead. Get Arias, the second baseman from the Marlins, and trade Torres for Corbin. Those two moves, that guy's an electric player. You put him in the leadoff spot. Torres for right who? Right in front of Soto and Judd. Who would you uh, say? Darius is the second base. No, no, who do you want to trade? Trade, who? trade Torres for who? For the for a pitcher? Which pitcher? Torres which one? For, uh, what? What happened? Which, which pitcher? Oh, I'm you... sorry. Uh, it's the okay. pitcher that the Yankees are after right now. You got it. Who? Who are they? Um, Corbin no, Burns? Sure. Dylan Cease? All right. I'm no, not no, no. The pitcher that, they, uh, that they're after right now. Uh, what's it? Corbin? Corbin Burns? No, Burns, 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 Burns. Yeah, Burns. he sorry, got traded Burns. to the Orioles, and that's what I thought you were going. And thank you yeah, for the call. It, it, it's all good, Frank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's too late. 
Arise, what's his deal? Is he available for the Marlins? I thought I read somewhere a while ago that he might be. I'd love to see him, man. But that's not what they need anyway. I'm not saying you need. I'm not saying you hit every year. Well, I mean, what does he hit? No, he's a terrific hitter. They don't need that. You imagine him batting first, and then Soto second, and then Judge third. Yeah, and then you could just bat Volpe ninth. Yeah, but but we're talking about pitching is their biggest issue here. Whether it's bullpen, whether it's starting, I think rotation. the bullpen's fine. I'm not saying it's number one. Bullpen right. is it's absolutely not. top ten coming into coming into the season. Yeah, but my issue is that they needed, they knew they needed an arm, yeah. and instead of getting Josh Hader, who is unquestionably the best on the market, they went and got Caleb Ferguson, who might be good for them, but yeah, he's but not going to be Josh Hader. It's funny. The one thing that can't, well, I don't say the. I don't one even thing, love but Clay Holmes as a closer. He's pretty good. I don't he, know. Yeah, I don't know if I fully good. trust him. He's. Is he like seventh or eighth best closer in baseball? Probably. How, how many wins do you think Fine. the he's good? How uh, who how many wins do you think the Yankees will have this year? Roughly, like you're. Rough uh, I'd say year. right now. Do they make another move or no? No. Ninety. I'd say probably ninety three, ninety four. Mets. What? What's your estimate there? Seventy eight. Right. Seventy seven. And, and, and if I ask you who's got a better bullpen, Mets or Yankees, right now, your answer would be. I would say, quite frankly, I, unless you're just an uber stat nerd, then any any answer I give you was just kind of a guess because there's names that I honestly. Better closer. Really well, here's the thing. You do. Here's the problem, though. Even if I was to say that the Mets bullpen is better on paper, going okay, into no, the year, even, and I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we can't have that conversation. It very well right. might be. It might, might be. I know. Well, that's the point. But the Mets know, but, stink, and well, their bullpen is still yeah. at the very least on par. It's definitely with on the Yankees par. who are trying to win a World Series. It's on par, and it and might I think be it's better. Well, with Diaz, I mean, Diaz right. is as good as it gets. So at the end, it's definitely better, and all the other stuff moving up to it might mm-hmm. very well be better. The problem is. You know, the Mets are missing too much other stuff where I think the bullpen is mitigated. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many leads are they going to have? And right, and I understand that. But my point is, you're trying to put together a championship team all in. The least you could do is build a good bullpen or a better bullpen than certainly the Mets, who are projected to win 80 something games. Yeah, but the Mets might have a really good bullpen, and the Yankees are in the neighborhood. I don't know if it's as. I know what you mean. I don't think it's as problematic. Okay, if that's the premise, I I don't push back because I wanted more too. Let's start debating myself. I want more, too. What are you doing? I'm all twisted here, Sal. All right. BT and Sal back on the fan. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, Licata. Uh Buck was good. Hopefully you guys appreciate or enjoyed that. Uh, we got Dice on Thursday. Dice is going to roll back in. Again? The Dice man. He wants to come hang. Hey. All right. Works for me. Says he likes us. He says he likes the energy on the show. Going to talk some Super Bowl with him this time. Yes. Yes. Find out, you know, I would have thought, you know, where he grew up, right? Uh, he'd be a Mets guy. He said he was a sports fan. When we talked to him off the air, he said he watches it, but doesn't really talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, we'll yeah. we'll talk a little more sports with this. Wait, time. Will we? Who knows? For an Dice hour will straight. come in and go for another, <laughs> yeah, another filibuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Going yeah, yeah, yeah. with BT yeah. and Sal. Yeah. BT and Sal do the fucking. You understand? No, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. We'll have some fun with Dice Thursday. Also, baseball card World Series. BT and Sal. Uh, tied up at two. We got that coming up this week. What's going on, John in New Haven? How are you? Good. Uh, how you guys doing? Good. Very What's well. up, Johnny? Um, so my question was for Sal, who's saying that the Yankees can't make up the 20 games on the Orioles. Um, the 2022 Yankees finished 16 games up on the Orioles. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, did they add Juan Soto in the offseason? I'm not sure what your point is. First of all, I never said they can't. I said that if the Yankees were 10 games better and the Orioles were nine games worse this year, then they would be even. There's a lot of ground to make up from where the Yankees were last year to where the Orioles are. It's as simple as that. I don't think Juan Soto was enough. Hey, but if you, okay. think, the, if you think the Yankees are that much better than the Orioles and you think the Yankees are a championship team, 
more power to you. That's great. I mean, they haven't been to a World Series since 2009. I don't know why you're not as upset as I am. That's my issue. Let me get Greg and Matasquan. Greg? Hey, how are you? What's up, Greg? Uh, a few, very good. A few very good points by you guys. Matasquan. Um, Had some good nights in Matasquan. Back in the day. <laughs> great place. I did. But the Osprey, right? The Osprey, right? Yes. The Osprey? Yes, legend. Oh, God almighty. So, Oof. so <laughs> Bellinger would have been – I. every time I speak to different people, Bellinger would – they're like, oh, no, no. Bellinger would have been the better sign because conceivably you have this guy three, four years. He's younger, can play first base like you guys said. Okay, you lose – you're going to take the chance. You're going to lose Verdugo at the end of the year, and you might lose Soto. And and like you said, Cashman is throwing a bucket of water at a burning house. Mm. Like he, you still don't have a third baseman. You, you don't know if Lemay is going to stay healthy. This guy, that's another twenty million dollars a year for for, for a for utility guy. Like this, these problems started a long time ago, and it goes back to your point saying that he just you know reacts and goes and gets, and he's not building for the future. Yeah. Well, there's several different plans at play. Greg, thanks for the call there, buddy. That's like, I understand that sometimes you got to break stride and, you know, abruptly shift course because whatever you originally were subscribing to doesn't work. But, you know, I I think they do that too often. Like the Knicks, they have a clear vision. They stuck with it. Look, they lied to us. That's the bottom line. And we're talking about the Yankees. They said all in. Yeah, yeah. They said all in while the offseason. They made one all in move with Soto. They didn't follow up. Now, they've addressed other holes. You know, mm-hmm. I like Verdugo. I do think they're going to be really good. They did not tell us the complete truth. Well, the Mets, they did. We don't have to like well, it. I mean, no, we don't like it. But the truth is what they're doing. They said what they were going to do, and they're doing it. The big difference there. Nothing. Yeah, wow. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Minimal. Evident the minimal T- Mets. I hear you. Evan and coming up next. Thanks to Buck. We will see you tomorrow. Have an awesome Tuesday. We got to go. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 